Welcome to Products to Profits with Sarah J. Cross, the podcast for creative product fempreneurs who want to play a bigger game and upscale their business. This week's episode is brought to you by the Products to Profits eCourse, a four-step product marketing system with proven strategies that deliver value to your clients, earns their trust, and increases your revenue. Head to sarahjcross.com for more information. So welcome to the show. I'm Sarah J. Cross and I'm here to support you on your journey to becoming a successful product business owner with tips, strategies and stories to support and guide you through the good times and the challenges of running a product-based business. Today we're talking to Nell Casey, who's the founder of Fate Creative, a copywriter and content strategist for online brands. Nell took the non-traditional path into copywriting, working in government and financial services before realising it was way more fun to write for creatives than corporates. Now she relishes the opportunity to work with cool brands to help them create a personality-packed presence. Welcome, Nell. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure and um, I'm really excited about this because, as you know, I um, love product-based businesses and what we're going to be talking a bit more about is um, really clever copywriting for product businesses to help boost their profits. So, uh, so tell me now, what is copywriting and why is it so important for product businesses? Yes, great question. So copywriting, not to be confused with copyright, which is the legal side of things. Uh, Copywriting is basically um, any kind of writing for your business that is intended to sell. So, you know, it's a bit different to like, say, fiction writing, which is about entertainment. Copywriting is all about converting people to buy a product or sign up for something or engage your services if you're service-based. So, essentially, copy is about selling. Um, And it's important because as a product-based business, you're in business to sell, right? So, we want to make sure... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we want to make sure that the content that we have, um, you know, on our website or our packaging or anywhere... um, it basically is is geared towards your target audience and is geared towards selling that product. Yeah, absolutely. So it's all about conversions at the end of the day, isn't it? About getting, it. getting those followers to become buyers. Yep, yep, that's it. So how can product businesses use copywriting to stand out? Well, I think the the, the key thing about any kind of writing that you have for your brand is the the desire to get across to your target audience. So if you've just kind of put something together, there's a chance that you're either going to not be communicating to the right audience, not going to be telling them what they want to know to be able to understand and purchase your product, or you're going to kind of sound like everyone else out there, right? So, and I see this in particular a lot with um, brands where they're kind of like, I just need to get something together for my website. Uh, I just, you know, kind of, I know my product inside and out, I'm putting it together, but until you go deeper and you really think about um, that ideal customer at the end of, you know, the other side of the website who's reading the product description and who's trying to make the decision about whether this product is right for them or not, um, it's going to be really difficult to, uh, you know, engage with them with that copy. So, you know, you want to make sure your copywriting is interesting, it's got to be engaging, and it ultimately has to be geared towards that ideal customer. Yes, absolutely. It has to speak to the customer, doesn't it? It's yep. not always about selling 
the, the, the benefits. It's about actually resonating with mm. the ideal buyer. What's it going to solve for them? Like, how's it going to make their life better? And getting, would you say, a little bit of an emotional connection to? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's one thing to kind of, you know, write about your features, you know, how your product is made and, you know, the materials and the height and the weight and all that kind of detail-y stuff. But it's another thing entirely to add some emotion and story and heart to your product descriptions because at the end of the day, we as people, we make decisions from the, the heart first, right? Like we've all done that thing where you're like scrolling Instagram and you're like, oh, my God, I want that, like instantly. And then, yeah, all the time. And then you're like, oh, I have to justify this purchase. <laughs> so you start thinking in your head of like, well, this is why, you know, it's, I need one of those. I've run out. It's broken. Like we always want to go with the emotional side and the story side first because that's, as humans, that's where we connect. And then you kind of add your, your features in there as well just to help people get across the line as to why they need it yeah and what's it going to make them feel like and you mm. know, people are always they're not led by logic when they make purchasing decisions and a lot of the times if you're scrolling on facebook i mean ads the facebook ads are always designed to be disruptors yes. that all of a sudden they're serving up something that you might have been talking about yeah then all of a sudden you're kind of going down that sort of sales funnel and adding things to the cart before you know it that's it <laughs> That's it. And that's, you know, that's part of it is that great copy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So how important is it now to, in having a brand story for your e-com business? Uh, I think this is, you know, one of the most important things about, um, you know, your branding as a whole. I know that often when we start out in business in particular, we're really very, very focused on like the visual aspect and the product, right? You know, like we want to create a beautiful product. Um, we want to have a beautiful visual identity, a great logo and colors um, and photography. And we can spend a lot of time focusing on that. And that stuff is important, but if there's no underlying story for your brand, it's really going to be quite difficult to kind of anchor all those other elements and bring them together. So, you know, creating the brand story goes beyond just the how we started, when we started um, kind of facts of the business. Ready about us. Yes, yes. The We started back in 2017 um, and it actually goes into the the purpose for your brand like why does your brand exist and who does it serve uh, and that stuff is really powerful because not only does it help to again anchor all of those other brand elements that you have created but it gives you something to stand out from other brands that yeah. sell similar products to you yeah yeah okay great oh that's fabulous so what are your top tips for creating a really strong brand story Okay, well, the first thing absolutely is to really understand what your brand stands for. Why do you exist? Um, you know, what are the values that you have at the core of your business? What's the mission? What's the purpose? It's like this is kind of deep stuff and it can feel a bit woo to, to go into sometimes or a bit fluffy. But, yeah. you know, this is the stuff that, um, that really matters and, and is why, you know, why do you get up every morning and create your products and run your business and, um, and send them out to your customers? Like that stuff is the deep stuff that you want to make sure is part of your brand story. Um, 
And the other side of it, of course, is to understand who your customers are because, you know, you need someone at the other end of that um, story to be listening and to engage with and to really understand. So, you know, my top tips are absolutely to understand who your brand is Mm. as kind of a personality almost and then to understand who your customers are um, on the other end so that you can tell that story in a way that's going to really engage and connect with them. Will resonate with them. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. That's really great. Great tips. So, what is the most important copy to review on your website? Oh, this is such a great question because as a copywriter, I'm of course going to say all of it is important. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, everything, every bit of copy on your website is important. Um, And to an extent, that is absolutely very true. Like, I think you know, when someone lands on your website, they first of all want to immediately understand what your brand is about so that they can, you know, keep scrolling, right? Start clicking the buttons, start exploring the products. Um, But look, if I really had to pick one, and this is probably also the copy that's potentially the most overlooked bit of um, copy on your website, and that's your product descriptions. Because a lot of the time, you know, we can focus on, great, I've got to have, you know, a really strong about page. I've got to make sure that my homepage is really clear and I've, you know, got all these images and products and the copy on there. And then you kind of get to the product descriptions and they can sometimes be a little short or a little lackluster. There's not enough in them. Um, And if you really think about it, the product description is the last thing that someone will read Mm. before deciding to click the buy button or to navigate away, right? So if that's not strong and engaging and informative and emotive, Mm. then, you know, it's going to really impact those conversions. People aren't going to want to add that product to their cart. They're going to move on to the next one or the next website. You only have a very short time frame to connect and and before they are going to click away, you know, to get people to stay on your website is, is enough of a challenge then to get them to actually click the buy button and add to cart, you know, there's, there's certain steps and you yep. don't have with abandoned cart, for instance, you want yep. people to actually take action and um, make that emotional connection through yeah. the description that then sees them checking out of the cart so that, yep. you, you know, it's like a full circle. So when is it time to redesign my website? So what should I consider the design or the copy first? Okay, I love this question because it's kind of like your chicken and egg kind of thing, right? Like, which comes first? I want to have my design, I want to have my copy. And as a copywriter, I'm of course going to say talk to a copywriter first. Um, But in truth, I really think that um, the best way to move forward with a redesign of a website is to consider design and copy at the same time. Um, Yeah, so not only does that mean that you... Uh, briefing your design and you're briefing your copywriter with the same information at the same time, right? Like it's not like you've briefed design and then two months down the track, you're like, Oh, a few things have changed. Like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. which we know happens because we all, you know, our business evolves um, over time, but it also means that your designer and your copywriter can work together. So I would think of any kind of website redesign project as that you're putting together a team of people that want to help you achieve a goal. And if you can get all of that team on, you know, the same kind of agenda together, right, the same information working towards the same goal at the same time, and, yeah, look, things will probably progress in, at different stages depending on 
um, timelines and how long it takes to create um, your design, to create your copy and to upload it to the website as well. But I really like it when clients have come to me and they've said, look, I have a team that I'm putting together to create this because you're always going to get the best result when everybody can communicate and everybody can work together. And hey, your copywriters and your designers love to talk to each other because yeah. it just means that, hey, I'm writing copy. You tell me, you know, what's the layout that you're thinking? Great. I can write a headline that's going to fit in there. Yeah. Great. I'm going to make sure that that copy is not too long. That's going to go in there. The designer can be like, oh, great. You've got this awesome, you know, headline. I'm going to make that a big banner yeah. kind of um, statement headline, right? Like you can really get a great result when people are working together for you. As a team, yeah, that's really good advice, and it's really congruent then, like in terms of achieving what you want to achieve to get the best possible outcome for um, your e-com store to, you know, convert as many customers. Like eyeballs, getting eyeballs to your website and getting the conversion is, you know, um, a challenge. You know, yeah, so yeah, make life easy, and to get the best bang for your buck with your website too. If you're going yeah. down the path of free branding or redesigning or rehauling you know a website that might not have it might have been put together in a bit of a rush as you said sometimes the product descriptions are the last thing to be considered mm, yeah basically more focused on do the photos look good yep um, yep everything work yeah yeah and check out of the car you know they probably um maybe that's kind of glossed over a bit yeah and i think it's also the nature of um, you know, that business evolution, you start out and you have, you know, a product and an idea and, and you, maybe you've DIY the first website yeah. um, or the first product photos or something like that. And then the next evolution is actually, I'm going to bring a developer on board. They're going to create, you know, some more um, like technical aspects to the website to make it easy for my customers to check out. I've got a professional photographer now. Um, maybe the design has evolved and then the copy um, has evolved and, you know, it does happen in this kind of natural organic way. Yeah. And then, and then you might get to a point where you're like, actually I'm at that size and I'm ready to make that commitment and that time. Um, and I have a really clear vision for the business now, like let's go all in. Yeah. Let's really pull all these pieces together and, and create something really cohesive. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a fabulous answer. So why is it so important to have the great product descriptions as a product business? Okay, so I said this before, right? We're in business to sell <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, and your product descriptions are that, that core piece of copy that basically capture all the pieces of information that a customer might need to make that decision to purchase. And, and I think of them like mini sales pages. Like that's how you really should be treating them for your business because a lot, to be they, that's, that's it. And, and I think there's this, I don't know, and it, this might be something that, you know, you might have an opinion about it as well. I think a lot of the time we can kind of look at the website as a whole, right? So we're very focused on like, oh, what's the website traffic coming into the website as a whole? What are my overall um, conversions? What are my overall sales? What's my net profit? But the thing about like looking at the individual products and the individual product descriptions is you can get really micro with them. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So let's say you have a core product that you're like actually – um, this one gets me great reviews. People love this product. I want to get it into more people's hands because it's going to help my brand as a whole. 
because people are going to love it and they're going to talk about it, right? So that's when we focus at that micro level. Let's create a really strong product description for this product. Let's make sure it's really optimized for keywords, which is the other important thing. <laughs> and the other thing that I, you know, love talking about. Um, and, you know, let's focus in on this one product. And then suddenly you see more sales for that particular product. And then it has far reaching, you know, positive impact on the rest of your business. People talking about your, your product and your business more broadly with their friends, they're, you know, sharing it on social media and suddenly you're seeing more sales for the rest of the business. And that's kind of why I think product descriptions should have that important focus on them. And they are often overlooked. They are a bit, aren't they? I think people get a little bit caught up in their about us story mm. not so much about the functionality of the website is there for instead of a bricks and mortar um shop front you've actually got people coming to your online store and they you want them to buy yeah and it's it's interesting you mentioned as well like brick and mortar kind of businesses because i think you know when you have a brick and mortar store and look i i don't work with a lot of brick and mortar i'm pretty much purely e-com yeah. um but, you know, when you walk into a store, right, someone has created the layout of the store to get customers to kind of, you know, move in a certain direction or certain products are at the front and given a bit more prominence. And you can kind of do the same thing on your website yeah. through your copy and through your layout and through your design and by creating product descriptions that propel your products forward. Yeah. And they give them that center stage. And yeah. um, we've all been on those websites where you're like, oh, they're clearly like, this is their, their premier product because it's the one that's got the feature banner image. It's got a beautiful product description with a lot of detail. That's the kind of information that you're like, great, this is going to get people to sell. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That's fabulous. So should product businesses have an email newsletter? Ooh, I, I would probably say yes. But with a caveat, only if you're going to do something with it, okay. you know, like you see it a lot. You've kind of got the little email newsletter box at the bottom of the website. It's like, join our newsletter. And yeah. I'm like, no one wants to join the newsletter. Yeah. Like no one wants to, right? What they want is they want to feel like they're part of something. Yeah. And if you've created a really strong brand story, and I'm going to always bang on about that. Yeah. But if you've got a brand story that people want to connect with, and then you've given an opportunity for them to be part of that, yeah. i.e. they're in your inner circle, right? They follow you on social media. They're on your email newsletter. You send them out like this beautiful, you know, email once a week or once a month, and it's full of information and they feel part of your brand. That's when the email like newsletter has the strength. But when it's just like, hey, join our newsletter, and then you kind of email them once every six months with yeah. your sale offer. Yeah, inconsistently. Yeah, mm. it's about some nurturing, doesn't it? And it has to be about, hey, you know, you're part of my inner circle, my community. And did you know that we're about to release a really fabulous product? We thought we'd let you know before we go public or yeah. one our members an exclusive deal. Um, when something's about to launch, um, you can buy it and, mm. you know, this will sell out. So there's got to be benefits, but I agree there has to be a call to action if you're going to do email marketing. And I yep. think another way of another touch point and obviously building up a relationship, it might take, you know, it used to be, what, seven touch points. Now it's like 18 or 20 touch points or something <laughs> to build that like, like no trust you know so that people feel that 
confident in making a purchase. Yeah, yeah. You want to actually build up repeat buyers because they're the most valuable ones that they continue to keep on coming back and buying again and again. That's it. And and the very action of handing over your email address, like, you know, everybody knows that our inboxes right now are overloaded. But even then, I think that we treat our inboxes as a, a little bit more sacred than we do like say your social media feed right yeah. we've all sat on the, the couch and just scrolled yeah. through social media you're not paying attention to any real particular piece of content necessarily but our email inboxes you know i don't know about you but i still read pretty much every yeah. heading that comes into my inbox i may not actually open all of them because <laughs> i can kind of scan yeah. but that kind of ability to to get right in front of someone and to be like hey here it is. They're going to look at every single email that comes in, may not read them all, but you are going to get their attention in a way that's a little bit more concrete than say social media. Yeah. Yeah. And if I said to you, Hey, do you want to have, you know, a thousand people that you could connect with regularly about your product and your brand? Of course you'd say yes. Right. Like you, you'd absolutely do that. And that's what your email. It is a numbers game, isn't it? Yeah. Like- people that you can um, bring brand awareness or get connection to your brand story um, the more opportunities you have to convert sales because it's you know it's all about numbers yep yep yeah exactly okay that's great so now what are the most important things to consider when hiring a copywriter for your website and to do your product descriptions this is well this is a great question because it means that I get to talk about what I love <laughs> about um, the clients that I work with. But really, the before you go and look for any kind of copyright or I would say any sort of service business is to think about what is the goal that I want to achieve with this um, from the outset. So you don't want to just be like, oh, I need a copywriter because uh, my product descriptions don't sound great. Yeah. Like I can, of course, help you with that. But the first thing I'm going to ask you is like, well, okay, what is... A great product description look like for you what is that going to mean how are we like where are we now and how are we going to get to where you want to go um so that would be the first thing is to think okay what are my goals what am i tra- trying to achieve with this um and then the next thing of course is to think okay do i really um have an understanding of what my brand is because your copywriter is absolutely going to ask you tell me about your brand tell me about your brand values your brand purpose because that's how we can start to create that tone of voice for you um, and communicate to your customers. If you're a new brand, it might be a little bit harder to um, answer this question, but of course, do you know, you know what your customers say about your brand? Mm. So having that understanding of what do people love about you? What do they maybe wish you did better? Not you know, in a negative way, just to like, hey, this is what we do and that's what the competition does and we're different from them because... What's the stand-up feature? Yeah, exactly. You know, we really love um, how when we place our order, you know, like in terms of that um, customer journey or experience that we always get like a gorgeous um, little gift or freebie mm. or a beautiful personalised card in our, in our um, delivery. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and then oh, other important things to consider. I think really um, it's about personality fit. So you're going to work really closely with your copywriter you're going to probably talk a lot about your business and about your brand and about your goals and about your customers. And so if you don't get on with them, 
it's going to be really difficult yeah. um, for you to communicate with them um, and also for the copywriter to get information yeah. from you. And, you know, copywriting is a really collaborative process. So we might be the experts in, you know, structuring copy and keyword optimization, but you're the expert in your brand. Yeah. So you have to be able to provide that feedback back to the copywriter that says, you know what, this, you know, bit of copy, I'm not feeling it. I don't think that that's what our brand would say. I think our brand would more say it like this because that kind of two-way communication is that's where you're going to get the best result. It's not about like handing it over and hoping for the magic to happen. It's actually about we're working together to get your brand to a place where um, it's much more elevated. It's going to get you more sales. Um, and, you know, it's, it's kind of ready to move to that next stage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fabulous. That's really good feedback. Um, you know, all the things that need to, it all, it's a bit of a, like a recipe, isn't it? Like all the factors have to be kind of covered, but there has to be that understanding that the copywriter is able to have um, to talk in that brand voice. I think mm. that's important. Um, I mean, there's no point if you're um, speaking to a, an older audience going into a copywriting where it's kind of that gangster type of, you know, like, hey, gal, and, you know, that kind of sort of, um, it doesn't really resonate with your key um, buyer, you know, the, the, the person that the customer's going to like, you know, that won't, there, there won't be like a unison there. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, a lot of copywriters are able to write in a different kind of um, tone of voice, but you will always find um, that you kind of have, the space that you're a bit comfortable in. So I'm quite comfortable in cheery, bright, conversational copy because that's just how I write naturally. So I'm going to naturally kind of, um, or in fact, brands that, that want that kind of tone of voice are probably going to be more naturally drawn to me. That doesn't mean I can't write serious copy, and I have, but, um, you know, it's just like where I kind of operate. And you might say, you know what, I actually want to talk to um, a little bit of an older or more professional audience, that's who I'm targeting. So you might find a copywriter that that's where they're a little bit more comfortable um, writing to because it's just going to be a little bit easier to get that tone of voice. Yeah. Or alternatively, you might be like, no, you know what? I actually want to challenge the status quo for my brand. I think that my target customers, um, you know, are the kind of people that want this to be different. You know, you don't, you, this is maybe your chance to stand out from the other brands out there and to work with a copywriter that's actually going to help you push the boundaries a little bit. Yeah. yeah. To give you that real edge or that point of difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's really wonderful. Well, thanks so much for being here today with us now. Um, and I was going to ask you if anyone wants to um, find out more about you, where can they find you um, on the internet? Yes, yeah, so my website is Fate Creative. So that's F-E-T-E, -E, like, you know, a school fate, <laughs> creative. Um, and my Instagram is the same. So it's at Fate Creative. Um, or you can, you know, just send me an email if you yeah. want to chat all things brand, voice and copy. Yeah, so it's fatecreative.com.au. That's it, yep, yep. Oh, that's really good. So if anyone wants to um, find out um, a little bit more about now, you can connect with her on Instagram at Fate Creative or you can jump onto her website and have a look, little bit more of a look about her offers and expect to see some fabulous creative copywriting going on her website. Um, so 
thanks everyone um, for, and I really appreciate you being here, Nell, um, on today's um, podcast. It's been really fabulous having a chat with you and learning more about, um, you know, ways to um, get your product sales boosted through really effective um, uh, copywriting. So if you've missed anything today, or you'd like to go back and revisit Nell's advice again in more detail, you can click on the link to download today's show notes and get a copy of everything we've talked about today in your email inbox. It's time for me to say goodbye and I will see you in our next episode. Loved this episode of Products to Profits? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated.